Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you as always, is Tyler. Tyler, we have got an interesting show, I think would be a nice way to put it. We've got some uh, tough things to talk about this week, but we're going to try to bring it full circle and have some fun by the end of the show and hopefully lift everybody's spirits. We've got some uh, really interesting stories on cheese sandwiches, rogue congressman from Kentucky, and Joe Exotic from Tiger King, along with the Wheel of Stupid Topics. Oh, we're doing the Wheel of Stupid Topics today. I didn't tell you about that, did we, I? We haven't done that in a while. I'm excited. Yeah, I have it sitting down here. I bet you were wondering, like, why does Brandon have that little wheel down here? Well, there's a reason, because we're doing it today on the Sweet. show. Sweet. All right. That sounds like a great way to end the show. So make sure you stay with us through the whole show. We will be doing that in segment three today, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, so, yeah, segment three. Again, we're going to run through this all in one take, Tyler. That's no, true. No breaks, but it will be the third kind of segment that we talk about. We're going to start with sports, go to news, and then end with just a fun you know, wheel of stupid topics, which some people would argue that every topic we talk about is a stupid topic. <laughs> Why do we need a wheel? <laughs> exactly. It feels like that's our show, actually. But before we get into the meat of everything, I'd just like to know how your week has gone. That way I can gauge how the show's going to go. I know how the show is going to go based on how you start things out, Tyler. So tell me what you've done this week. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just kind of go chronologically. I, I have a couple things I want to talk about with you for my Ooh, week. I'm excited. Uh, number Topic number one... I have recently watched two shows streaming mm-hmm. that I, I wanted to mention. Uh, the first one, I am all in. I am officially hooked on the new Mighty Duck show on Disney Plus. Really? There is. Uh, I don't know if you know the new Mighty Duck show. I've well, heard about it. Yeah. It features Emilio Estevez, the the Mighty, the original Mighty Duck man. He is back. Uh, along with the 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 chick from the Gilmore Girls and Parenthood, I can never remember her name. It's I'm sure she appreciates it, being uh, you know. Hey, who are you? Oh, I'm that chick from uh, Gilmore Girls. Is it? It's Grant, Lauren Graham. Is that her name? Is that a person? I don't. Well, I'll look it up while you're talking about it. Okay, go ahead. All right, but, but anyway, um, I've been watching that on Disney Plus for for the last you know because they only release one episode a week, which mm-hmm. is, which is it, it builds the anticipation and and I really like it. Mm-hmm. But episode six comes out on this coming Friday. And they're all the original cast from the Mighty Ducks come back for kind of a reunion because they showed it in the in the little sneak peek Ooh. for this week. So I'm very excited for I mean, episode six on Friday. It is going to be a big moment in the Bentley household. Lauren Graham. Lauren, see, I was right. It is Lauren Graham. Oh, she's in all kinds of movies. Oh, yeah, she's in all kinds of stuff. She, she always plays this exact same. She's always the disheveled single mom in every show and every movie she's ever played in. Well, and she continues that role in this show. Except for Bad Santa, which is my favorite. You know, that's by far her best role. It says that she was uh, nominated for one Golden Globe. I would imagine it would have had to have been for Bad Santa. Oh, I would assume. I mean, the the Oscars are tonight, actually, aren't they? Aren't they going on right now while we're recording? So I, I'm sure she she will be prominently featured in the Oscars tonight. Yeah. And the other show I've been watching, Brandon, have you have you heard of the show on Amazon Prime? Uh, the the new horror show that they have. It's called Them. Have you seen this? What show? kind of show is it? It's called Horror. What? Horror. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted you to say it one more time. Just just for the people in the back. Horror. Horror. It's a weird word, isn't it? It's, okay. a, it's a scary show. It's a, it's a scary show. Okay. But have, have, have you seen this at all or seen the previous I've, I've seen the little, the little thumbnail in my Amazon Prime video, and I'm like, okay, that looks cool, but I haven't watched it yet. So, so it's about an African-American family in the 1950s who migrate to the West as many... 
African-American families did to kind of get out of the Jim Crow South. Mm -hmm. And so they move to California, and they move into this all-white neighborhood. So part of the story is they are dealing with racist neighbors and all the tension, and the neighbors are trying to get them to leave the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But then their house is also haunted, which you know kind of adds a whole nother layer. So there's kind of... I mean, and you can only imagine you've you've got racist people trying to scare you out of your home, and then you've got ghosts trying to scare you out of your home. But if if anybody listening, if you have not watched the show yet, there there's an episode that was just extremely disturbing. Huh. I don't want to give anything away, but if Brandon, if you watch it, I, I'm just going to warn you. There's an episode that that will stick with you for the rest of your life. Wow, Tyler, that, I, that is a large recommendation. Because <laughs> I, let me tell you this: on, on some of the streaming stuff, I've seen them try to put out scary material. I almost said horror, but I didn't want to try to pronounce it again. But and I've always left been left disappointed. Are you telling me this one is legitimately legitimately scary? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. First, it it is not what you expect. Like the the storyline that I just give that I just told you, it it, it evolves and it, okay. beca- it 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 just I'll just say it. It's not what you expect to happen that happens. And it is this one episode. You you will know it if you watch it. You will know the episode when you see it because it is just I I can't even describe it and. I, I was deeply disturbed for for the next. Is this in the first season? So there's hours. one season of the show. Out yeah, now? so it's like one of those anthology shows. So like they have the same cast every season. This is the first season, but then next season they'll have the same cast, but they'll be playing different characters. Kind of like gotcha. American Horror Story. <laughs> that show. I got gotcha. you. Well, interesting. I mean, that sounds like fun. I'm gonna add that to my list. I may watch that tonight, actually. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you should watch it before you go to bed, though. That might not be the best. Well, I'm excited. Idea. I gotta figure out which episode it is. It kind of reminds me of when you were watching Game of Thrones and you were like, "When's the Red Wedding episode?" <laughs> and I was like, "You'll know it when you see it." Uh-huh. And you called me one day. You said, "I, I think it was the Red Wedding episode." I said, "No, no, no. no. <laughs> that it was w- not. That was not it. You'll know." And then you called me like two weeks later. You're like, "I don't know if I can continue watching this show." <laughs> Is that, am I going to have the same experience with this? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's not a bad comparison. Yeah, you, it's it's one of those where you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe that I'm watching this right now. Okay. So, well, I'm excited it, to see how that goes. Yeah, just prepare to be emotionally scarred for at least the rest of the week, maybe the rest of your life. No, that's great. Watch. Well, that's that is way more exciting than what I did on my <laughs> week. Tyler. I don't know how I can compete with that. Um, we were talking before the show. We were kind of joking. I did some uh, blood work. You know, my annual blood work, my lab. You know, when oh. you get close to 40 years old, you know, that's what you talk about on a Saturday night. My wife and I were sitting around. We actually had uh, the kids over at the grandparents, and, uh, you know, we had a free night, and the next thing we know, we're, we're comparing blood work. <laughs> that's, that's how you chose to celebrate yeah. your free night. And we huh? looked around at each other like it's a Saturday night, and we're talking about our lipid panel. That's great. It was. It was great. <laughs> Do you have like the little online portal where you can pull yeah. up and, and you, know, you can just pull it up and, and read it to yeah, each it's like, other? It's like a roulette wheel when you get those results and you're like, oh man, I hope there's nothing bad in here. I hope I don't have to go on a diet. You know, you get really paranoid. Um, you know, I've got to get in a little better shape, but overall I'm, I'm still alive, which is good. That's good. It is a good thing. Yeah, you're not dead yet. No, not not yet as far as I can, as far as I can tell. But I can tell you what, I may be scared to death by this them show. I'm really nervous about it. Well, you you you've, should be. You, you've scared me. I'm actually worried to watch this now, Tyler. Yeah the the first episode is is pretty intense too. Uh, the, they kind of slam the brakes a little bit after episode one, but I mean, I mean just just be ready. 
because it, it hits you right away in the first episode well, if, if you decide to watch it. Well, I'm I'm nervous about it, Tyler. And then, last thing I do want to mention, <laughs> shout out to my five-year-old who just scored her first soccer goal ever. We signed up for soccer uh, this spring. It was a third game, and she got her first goal. And I think I've mentioned on this show how much I hate soccer. I don't get it. I don't understand it. <laughs> but now I'm like, football is life. Let's go. Viva soccer. <laughs> football. Football. Football, yes. That's exciting. I mean, first goal. Yeah, it was, it was a big moment. Our, our team is definitely the bad news bears. of the, we, we, we lost like 12 to 1. You know, they, they don't officially keep score in these leagues, you right. know. But it was it, we, we just get destroyed everybody every wins, game. Everybody wins, Tyler. You know that. Yeah, everybody wins except our team. Except <laughs> Except your team. And, uh, you know, shout out to Reese Cups for winning our Sweet 16 candy yes. bracket last week. Um, you know, they're one of another, you know, title contender we're going to talk about here later. But they won the championship last week. That was pretty exciting. We got some good feedback on that. People, again, very passionate about the Reese Cups. Still blows my mind. I think they're terrible. I'll never eat one. I, I have nothing to say to that. Yeah, well, nothing. Well, you know. You're, you must have completely different taste buds than every other person on the planet well we'll see i don't know i think we should just get right into it we're, we're going to do sports we're going to do news and we're going to have some fun at the end of the show all right let's do it this is going to be very difficult let me just be straight up with you because when i got this news uh late last week it was like one of those somebody just put this out this can't be a real thing but word started circulating um late last week that terrence clark former kentucky guard who was injured most of the season last year died in a car crash after doing a workout with former teammate B.J. Boston in the Los Angeles area. He had just signed with Clutch, which is the agency that was going to be representing him, which was his dream, Mm -hmm. and uh, died in a car crash, apparently was not wearing a seatbelt, according to what we know so far. Okay, I I don't know if that's accurate. I wasn't there. That's just what we're told. So what did you think when you saw that? I mean, it just... It was one of those when I first saw it, I was like, nah, somebody's just putting this out as a scam. You know what I mean? Or trying to get a headline click or something like that. What do you think? Well, it was... What what made it even more sobering is the fact it came right on the, the end of Kentucky Volleyball's Final Four game. Yeah. So you had our entire fan base just on this kind of happy emotional high that our volleyball team was getting ready to go to the national championship mm-hmm. and the news kind of came right at the end of that game so yep. it was just a you know complete 180 of, of emotions and man I, I i can't imagine how this has impacted so many people i mean think about his, his parents obviously I, I can't imagine as a dad losing one of my daughters after their freshman year of college. I, I don't know how you even move on from that. I don't. I mean, it just breaks your heart. I, I, I don't know how you move on from that. I really don't as a parent. You think about the coaching staff who, since everybody was quarantined, I mean, that that's all they did for the last year was, was play basketball. So, you know, the coaches had to be a lot closer to these guys than they were maybe in, in a normal year. You look at some of the players like Keon Brooks, who not only went through Terrence Clark passing away, but you know we we had you know the Ben Jordan, yeah Ben Jordan, thank you, yeah who who passed away last year. So to to lose two teammates, two guys that you just played with in the last year, uh, it's it just, crazy. Just impacted has <clears throat> impacted so many people. Yeah, I mean, and from all accounts, and of course you could see this 
throughout the season. Obviously, he didn't play a lot, and I don't think the year worked out like we thought it would or he did. But he was the biggest cheerleader on the team, by far. Yep. Even in the it, we call it the Dante Allen game, right? The Mississippi State game when Dante Allen went off, assuming or you know taking his minutes, he was cheering so loud. He was going, he was flipping out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that says a lot about his character. You know that even though somebody may be taking minutes, possibly in the future, he was injured at that right. point. You know he was still cheering them on and being a really good teammate. And from everything that we know, he was, you know, the epitome of being a good teammate. You know, if he couldn't help, he wanted to be there to support everybody else. So, uh, you know, it's just a crazy story. I still can't believe it, to be honest. I mean, it's just a strange story all the way around. Yeah, it, the it's it's unfortunate the you know the the fact that he was injured and and missed most of the season. So I, I think that you know it, the the fans didn't really get to know him as well as as we typically get to know some of the other players, and. I, I don't know. I, I, I now I'm just like I, I wish we could have got to know him better. You know, uh, like it's it's. Let me ask you this, Tyler. Cause I got to ask this because um, I just think this is an interesting question. Because you know, part of our show is that we have to we call out the good stuff, but we also call out the bad stuff. Yep. And in reality, when we call out some of the bad stuff, you know, these kids are 18, 19, 20 years old. Does it make you reevaluate at all how critical you are of some of the players? When, when you see something like this, it's like, wow, I wish... I mean, we never said anything mean on this show, but reality is we've criticized every player on this team. Absolutely. I don't think there's anybody that we haven't, right? I mean, we were equal opportunity offenders here, but I think most of our fan base, when they were sitting at home on the couch, were muttering a lot of the same words that we were. Does it make you reevaluate it, though? I'm just asking in general. I, I mean, that, that that was one of the, the first <laughs> things I thought of was like, man, what you know, we're... I mean, I don't know that I consider you and I the media, but what you know, media was hard on this kid. Uh, uh, we we had the the time where you know Calipari got on an interview and said, you know, all the tests the doctors have run say Terrence Clark is fine and should be able to play. Yeah, and I mean, you just had a backlash from the entire fan base, from many in the media saying, "Hey, why isn't this kid playing?" And he got a lot of criticism after that. Yeah. And it definitely does make you stop and think, like, man, life is so fragile. Do do we really need to spend time putting down 18-, 19-year-old kids? It definitely made me think twice. It re- I won't lie. It really did. Yeah, I mean, I had the same thing. I was like, you know, should I stop doing this? But at the same time, I don't think that you can walk through life assuming that every person you talk to or comment on will not be with you the next day. Otherwise, we're all just going to be giving each other hugs all the time, right? right. I mean, at, I think. Well, you, maybe we should. Maybe we should just be nice to each other. Maybe all we the should time. just hug each other all. Well, we're not allowed to do that, by the way. I don't think that's not distancing properly. True. But you know what I mean. I think you can't live that way long term. I mean, in the short term, it's easy to say, "Well, I wish we would have been easier on X, Y, Z player, regardless of who the player is." Yeah. But I think at some point, if you're looking at this long term, you have to move. You, you have to keep doing things. I would expect people to be critical of me. If something happened to me tomorrow and somebody was critical of me, I would hope they wouldn't feel bad. You know, that's just part of life. Right. But I, I did think about it. I was curious if you had those same thoughts. I too. did. That was, that was one of my f- first thoughts, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But crazy. Well, we're going to, uh, uncomfortable topic to begin the show, but we needed to talk about it. Yep. And we are, trust me, we're going to swing the exact opposite direction by the end of the show, <laughs> I think would be a safe thing to say. Yes, we will. But definitely 
prayers to to Terrence Clark, to his family, yeah, to BJ Boston who had to witness that wreck firsthand. Ugh. I mean, that his his best it makes friend. you sick. I mean, I can't can't imagine what what that kid's going through too. So yeah, prayers to support, everybody. But support BJ Boston big time. If yep. you weren't before, you know, jump on board. He a- needs it absolutely. All right, uh, Brandon, we'll, we'll uh, talk about basketball. We've got some bigger U.K. sports news coming up that we're going to save for the end. But I uh, did want to talk about this was supposed to be a big week. A lot of people in the media are saying this is going to be a big week for Kentucky basketball. And so far we have not had a single addition to either the roster or the coaching staff. But we did have three departures actually this week. So what was supposed to be a big week full of signings has actually – resulted in a week where we have fewer people than we did before. Yeah. So, Brandon, here are the three people who have departed UK basketball this week. Now, I want you to tell me which one is the biggest loss, which one was going to hurt UK basketball the most, okay? Okay. So, this week, we had assistant coach Tony Barbie, who left. He has accepted the head coaching job at Central Michigan. We had assistant coach Joel Justice, who has left to become the kind of top assistant coach at Arizona State and we had our starting forward Olivier Saar declare for the NBA draft don't think that was a surprise to much of anyone but Brandon which one of those do you think hurts UK the most if you're kind of ranking them one two three which one are you putting as the biggest loss to the least least loss um here's what I'm gonna say all three of these are the same there's a great line in the office when Andy Bernard is bragging about Dwight Schrute uh, being fired he said addition by subtraction <laughs> and michael scott says what does that even mean <laughs> okay so i think that actually we have added to the program by having all three of these not there oh wow so i'm changing it up a little i'm making my own rules here i think tony barbie was a friend choice that calipari was trying to help for a year while he tried to find a head coaching job okay mm-hmm. at at the expense of the program and we saw what happens when you try to do favors for your friends. When you hire your buddies. When you hire your buddies. How about hiring the best people for the job? And so that's number one. Joel Justice, fine fellow. I'm sure a very nice guy, but he was unqualified when he got here and he did an okay job. And he was always second or third on recruits list when we missed out on how high profile recruits. So if you don't get number one, um, <laughs> then number two or number three doesn't matter. So I'm going to say that that one doesn't matter. And Olivier Saar, not what we expected when he came in. I. I was very underwhelmed. You know what I, I think mean? we all were. Yeah, yeah. a little. That's so, fair. I mean, to me, this is addition by subtraction. I think all three of these leaving, uh, I wish Olivier Saar the best. I'm sure he's going to do something. He'll play overseas or do something. But we needed an upgrade in all three of these areas. So, I feel like this was a big week for UK basketball. <laughs> an <laughs> interesting take there. I like the addition by subtraction. Uh, I'm going to say the, the, the loss that hurts the most, I think, was Saar. I mean, Joel Justice is not winning you any games. Tony Barbie's not winning you any games. I think Olivier Saar, on a different UK roster, could have been pretty good. I kind of compare him to Scal in that those guys were just not meant to be a starting center for a John Calipari team. Now, if we had had you know, a big, bulky center like Dakari Johnson or DeMarcus Cousins... Or somebody that you know, where Olivier Sar could have just played on the perimeter where he's more comfortable and didn't have to be down in the low post and expect to get a, a lot of rebounds. I think we could have seen Olivier do a lot better. It's just we didn't have that big guy this year. I mean, all our guys were scrawny. 
Uh, we didn't have a guy who could just come in and free up space for people. So I, I'm going to say Olivier hurts the most. I'll say Joel Justice second and Tony Barbie third. I honestly don't I don't think Tony Barbie does anything. A lot of people are saying he was the best X and O guys on the roster or on the coaching staff. But, I mean, what has Tony Barbie ever done as a head coach? When, when he was coaching at Auburn, were you like, oh, boy, that Tony Barbie, man, he really draws up some great plays. Yeah, I, I don't get the Tony Barbie <laughs> thing. I must be missing the boat on something. I mean, it's kind of the, one of those classic failing up kind of things. It's like mm-hmm. you keep losing and you keep getting promoted to a new job. It's like, how does that happen? Yeah, I'm going to say if, if Tony Barbie is the best X and O coach on the, the coaching staff, then I think we'd need to drastically improve. Proof our coaching staff. <laughs> yeah, no, what, no offense to Tony Barbie. What does that but... say about the other guys? Right? <laughs> exactly. That, that's kind of scary. But interesting. Uh, another interesting piece of basketball news, Tyler, is um, there are no Kentucky players listed in the NBA mock draft last year. Or next year, I should say. For 2022, For right? 2022. Okay. So part of that could be because we don't even have a full roster yet. But just the fact that not too long ago, we were used to seeing two or three players a year as first-round picks, let alone just being picks in general. Do you think this is a sign of a shifting strategy with Calipari using the transfer portal, or do you see it as a longer-term symptom of issues within the program? I see it as, I see it as this is a crappy mock draft is, is what I think it is. <laughs> so you're telling me that out of 60 picks in 2022, there's not going to be a single Kentucky player? Well, I, well, who would get picked? If you're going to say that, then who is going to be in it? You tell me. All right. Well, one, let's just look at we we just had the worst season in the history of Kentucky basketball, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We might have two first round picks. Isaiah Jackson is going to be a lottery pick. BJ Boston, mm-hmm. people are still saying could be a first rounder. So you're telling me we're going to have the worst team in the history of the program and still have two first round picks? but we're not going to have any the next year. Does that make you nervous for next year? It's like, oh, jeez. I mean, the other side of the coin is, wow, this next year could be even worse. We don't even have a full roster. That's true. We're we're lacking a lot of spots here. And, look, we've had people contact us asking about different transfers hitting the portal and what we think will happen. Let me tell you something about this transfer portal. It really screws up predictions because you'll get somebody hitting the transfer portal. They'll get hot and heavy on a team. But before you know it, there's going to be about 20 other schools on them too. So even though you may go all in, hot and heavy, just like we talked about a few minutes ago with this supposedly being a big week at UK, mm-hmm. this transfer portal has should have taught us that uh, that's a load of baloney. And you're just going to have to wait your turn and find out because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I think somebody will emerge between now and 2022. I mean, we do have Damian Collins, who's, what, the number 11 recruit coming in. Uh, for next season, I mean, yeah. so you're telling me a guy who's almost a top ten recruit isn't, wouldn't get picked at all if he came? I I don't buy it. I think that's just whoever made that mock draft should be fired. Okay, well, maybe we should do our own mock draft, Tyler. That's maybe. true. The, we should. We we're just as qualified as anybody else, apparently, according to you. <laughs> but anyway, what we got next? Time? All right, Brandon, I am very excited to introduce this topic because last night was one of the most joyous moments I have experienced as a member of Big Blue Nation in quite a long time. I'm, of course, talking about the U.K. volleyball team winning the national championship. Awesome. Beating the Texas Longhorns three sets to one. Brandon, I don't know that I've ever been more into a U.K. sporting event that was not basketball or football 
than this one. And I think I was maybe even more into this one than a lot of UK basketball and football games, to be honest. What did you think? Did, did you get to watch it? What is your take Tyler, on volleyball? Volleyball is an intense sport. I mean, it is so pressure-packed. You know what I mean? I, it's, first of all, if you serve, I feel like you never win the point. Yes. Right? If you serve, you're going to get it spiked back down in your face. <laughs> so there's a lot of pressure on every on the other team every time because you're expected to do that. And the games are always so close. I mean, rarely are you going to see blowouts like you would in football or basketball. It seems like everything comes down to one or two points. Yep. And it's like that critical stop or that critical block. And it's just so intense. I watched the last uh, two sets of the national championship game. I was with my kids for the first two, so I couldn't. But the last two were unbelievable. That was great. It was so pressure-packed, so fun. And to win it on that last spike was just a thing of beauty. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I'll say, here's what I like about volleyball, just uh, as far as just how, how the the scoring goes. You can completely dominate someone for the whole first set. Mm-hmm. But then you start that second set at 0-0. Zero, zero. Yep. And if you lose that next, no matter how good you did, you lose that next set, it's tied. It's one-to-one. I mean, it's kind of like if every 10 minutes in, in college basketball, like if you reset the score and just said, all right, wh- awesome. whoever wins each 10-minute segment. Like, it's it just is so intense. And that it, sounds like fun, Tyler. Why don't we do that? I, I would kind of like to sounds better. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, every point is just so intense. And, like, oh, yeah, it's the – I mean, when when you when they go up and they get, they get the blocks, mm-hmm. when somebody when, – when those – I mean, those girls from Texas were, were massive. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's that, no doubt. That, I mean, they had Jermaine <laughs> O'Neal's daughter. Did, did you see that? It felt, like, it felt like it was Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> she did. She <laughs> I mean, looked just like it. I really mean, did. It's kind of scary. But, I mean, those girls were, were massive. I'm like, whoa, this is going to be tri-. But, I mean, our girls – I mean, they were up there jumping right with them. Uh, and and shout out I, I was very impressed with the play of two ladies Allie Stumler yep if if I could, if the UK bookstore is selling an Allie Stumler jersey I will buy it right now <laughs> you I would love to see that time and then you had Madison Lilly yeah the who was voted the most outstanding player Lilly had 53 assists that's crazy which seems like a lot that's crazy I mean that sounds like John Stockton in the All-Star game. I think that's more assists than we had as a UK basketball team all season <laughs> this past year. She had, yeah, that's what I feel like. Yeah, and Allie Stumbler had 26 kills. So, I mean, I mean, she had more kills than than uh, Freddy Krueger at a, at a, a sleep study. <laughs> I mean, That's great. I love it. So, uh, just amazing performances. And I, let me tell you, I'm all in on volleyball. I, I'm I'm going to a volleyball game. I'm taking next my season. kids to some volleyball. Absolutely, next year. I, I there am. we go. We need to we need to do that together. That's why I told my wife too. I said I'm taking the kids to some volleyball because if it's this intense on TV, I could imagine what it's like live. I mean, it's just so they're so athletic. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. I w- I would be petrified if one of those ladies jumped up and tried to spike because there's some velocity on those volleyballs that scared the heck out of me it is i i would like to know how i'd like to have a radar gun and see how fast those balls are coming and then they just i mean they dig them right like that would hurt i just look at that like god my arms would be so how do they do like it's just incredible incredible athletes and so huge kudos to these ladies i think this was something the big blue nation just desperately needed especially after the news of terrence clark we needed something to, to just make us feel good as Agreed. a fan base. We haven't had something like that in a long time. So thank you, UK Volleyball. Let's give them a, a two, what do you call it? A dig? Two digs up. Two digs up. <laughs> that was a terrible dig. Oh, jeez. Let's not put that on video. All right.
Next. <laughs> All right. Uh, so before we go into segment two, just wanted to give everyone a a, a just a, a plea, a, a reminder to please follow us on our social media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash LexBuds. Is that how it works? Sure. Okay. <laughs> if you just start typing the word LexBuds, it, it will pop up. Yeah, at LexBuds on Twitter, LexBuds and Pick and Roll on Facebook. We, we, we love interacting with people, and we also love debating with people. If, if you hear something that you disagree with us on the show, let, let us know. Yeah, we'll tell you why we're correct. Yeah. <laughs> So if you'd like to be told why you're wrong, <laughs> reach out to... No, we, we have had people reach out to us before with, you know, saying, hey, I disagree with you on this, and we actually uh, appreciate that. We we, we we like the commentary, and we, we like hearing different opinions. That's why we do the show, Ty, because you and I disagree a lot of times, too. We do. But you know what? Who cares? That's, That's okay. the whole point. If you have, a like you said, a conflicting opinion, you think we're idiots, just let us know. We don't yeah. care. We won't be What offended. we got to lose, right? We, yeah. We, it won't hurt our feelings. Yeah, we got kids' soccer games to go to and everything else. I mean, what, what do we care? <laughs> That's right. Tyler, let's move on to the news. You ready? All right, segment two news. Let's yeah, do let's it. Let's do it. So, Tyler, uh, this is really interesting. Longtime Kentucky Congressman Hal Rogers was fined $5,000 for disobeying a cr- congressional rule that was put into place after the Capitol riots on January 6th. Hal Rogers is being accused of not going through the metal detectors. Tyler, do you think that's worthy of a fine? Or do you think this is all one big misunderstanding? <laughs> I'm sure Hal Rogers thinks it's a misunderstanding, but th- th- I think this is just another example of politicians who think the rules don't apply to them, and I'm sick of it. Oh, go go on, Ty. I can't wait to hear this. You're well, sick I, of it. I mean, it's I, like they they think they're above the law and they think they're above the rules. Like we literally just a few months ago had an attack on the Capitol building that people were basically trying to overthrow the Capitol building. And yet, Hal Rogers can't even be bothered to go through a metal detector. Now, now do I... am, Am I concerned that Hal Rogers might be bringing a gun in to shoot up the Capitol? No. I mean, he's like 100 years old. I mean, he's... I don't care. But it's just the, the, the fact that he thinks, and a lot of politicians in Washington think that the rules don't apply to them. And I feel like he even just kind of blew it off. He he told the people at the uh, security scan, like, I got, I got to go vote on bills. I don't have time for this. Like, I mean, just the arrogance, honestly. Like, I'm tired of it. Tired of this attitude from our from our people who are supposed to be representing us. Okay. What do you think the, about the metal detectors, though, as a whole going in for Congress people? I'm just asking. Do you think it's worth doing? I'm just just curious your opinion on that. You obviously obviously this is a rule, and I agree with you in this particular case that you know if it's a rule you got to follow it. Yeah, I mean even if you disagree with it. Yes. If and if you don't like it, try to rewrite the rules. Right? Sure, that's yeah. one way to put it. It's like the laws. If you don't like the law, well, go change it. Yeah, you instead do- of breaking the law, just fix it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this actual law though, or not law but rule about going through the metal detectors in Congress? I mean, like I said, after after what just happened, I, I think it's absolutely needed. Interesting. Okay. You you dis you seem to disagree. What I mean, don't don't just put on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> don't put that evil on me, Ricky. I mean, I'm just, I'm think? just curious what you thought. I mean, well, I'm curious what you think. I mean, I think for for 
Congress, I don't see a scenario where a congressman's going to come and hold up Congress with a gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure Congress people with the proper ID can probably just go on through. Okay. But that's just my opinion, you know. But you have to show some sort of credential. You just can't come in and say, I'm Hal Rogers. Like Ferris Bueller came in and said, I'm the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> and he just waltzes through everywhere. No, uh-huh. you can't do that. But if you have some sort of form of credential that says, hey, I, you know, I got to zip through here every now and then. You know what I mean? That's fine. I don't care. So, so you, so you think some people should be able to go around the security checks, but other people would have to go through? Um, yeah, that doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair, but life's not fair. So you know that. <laughs> True. <laughs> but go on. All right, yo, 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 Brandon, a Lexington seventh grader has gone viral and become a TV sensation after learning how to yo-yo during the pandemic. Kid, this kid's name is Stony Mac. I don't know if you've heard about this. He is a 13-year-old at EJ Hayes Middle School here in Lexington, right, right in your neighborhood, actually. Yeah. Uh, recently appeared on the new Fox TV show Game of Talents after his yo-yo videos reached millions of views. But here, here's the, the amazing part of the story for me here, Brandon. Okay. The kid had never even had a yo-yo before, and his dad bought him one last february you know right before mm-hmm. right before everything hit so the kid had you know no school no sports nothing to do so he just sits around and practices his yo-yo and in less than a year he is famous <laughs> that's crazy less than a year so how incredible is this and if you had a year of nothing to do what skill do you think you could learn that would make you famous? Oh my goodness, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> First of all, I think it's really cool. It just goes to show that you can do things if you actually utilize your time wisely. Are you going to utilize your time sitting at home binge watching every Netflix show, watching Tiger King like I did, or you know, are you going to actually put your time to use and do something productive? And so, learn so hold skill? on, let, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. So, uh, so if if your kids spent hours a day. Playing with a yo-yo, you wouldn't be like, hey, kids, let's put the yo-yo up. You, you would consider that productive? I would. Okay. If it was something new. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> you know, right. It's like if they took up drawing and they had a sketch pad and they were drawing all the time. Okay. I'd be like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Do whatever. You know. Yeah. So I'm good with that. I mean, I would find it peculiar because I didn't even know yo-yos were being you know mass manufactured anymore. I thought that was kind of a thing of the past. Yeah. So that has some interest as well. Um, the most interesting part to me is the kid's name, Stony Mac. I mean, I would have given anything if I had grown up with a name like Stony Mac. <laughs> it's a great hey, name. Stony Mac. I'm back. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a lot of cool things with that. So I like the name. So he's got that going for him. If I could think of one skill that I could have, it would uh, probably be um, getting in and out of my chair without grunting. <laughs> I think yeah. I could work on that for a year and not, you know, because I'm at the 40-year-old man stage where it's, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So if I could get through with that, I, I may work on that for next year. We'll see. Yeah, ma- maybe if you didn't have anything to do for a year, you I don't might, know if that would make me famous, but it that. would make me happy. Yeah. What? What if? What if you could just be like in the Matrix? You know, where, where they just upload the ability for you to learn to do something. What? 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 What would be a skill that you would like to be able to do? Oh, man, I've always wanted to. I'm a guitar player, but I would like to work on my guitar playing skills. Like, be able to just play a whole song. I've seen guys, like, when you go out to a bar, they can play, like, the bass line, the vocal line, and the guitar parts yeah. all at once. Mm-hmm. That would be a skill that I would like to have. I think that's cool. Yeah, and that would you'd probably be famous. If, if you, you did, if I did it every day for eight hours, probably. I could probably get there. Yep. Yeah. So, again, le- lesson is, if, you know, you have nothing to do, 
Yeah, it, it must be nice. Yeah, be, <laughs> I know. That's why. Yeah, this must be great. Like, I mean, it the the people living through the pandemic without kids versus people with kids. It it, it was a completely different pandemic. Yeah, people wonder why you're so edgy all the time. <laughs> God, Brandon's so uptight all the time. Why is he so uptight? Oh, I don't know. It's maybe because I've been staring at my kids for an entire year, and they're just staring at me in the exactly. house constantly. Can't get them out of the house. Yeah. So, but kudos to this dad for coming up with the idea to get his kid a yo-yo. Yeah, so well, what would your skill be, Ty? You didn't tell us. You can't just leave us hanging like that. What, what's your skill? Um, I, I think I could become a pretty pretty strong cornhole player. You know, I've I've got a I've got a cornhole board in my yeah. base in my basement that I think I've maybe played on twice because I mean like I said we have kids when are we going to have time to just sit around and play cornhole? Yeah, you remember those days when you could do that? Never. I mean, because you try to do it now, the kids are just running and grabbing the bags out. Of it. So it's like they throw even, them at each other. Yeah, it's not even not even worth it <laughs> they to, chew on them. <laughs> to get them out. But I think a year nothing to do. I think I could be a sick cornhole player. That's awesome, and you could be famous for that because they were showing that this year on TV when the, all the other sports were. Canceled. Oh yeah, I watched a lot. The of National it. Cornhole Association. Those those, yeah. those people are insane. I mean, they throw in the hole every single time. Yeah, it's, it's like ridiculous. bowling. If you don't get a strike, it's like you something. Yeah, wrong. you might as well just quit the rest of the game if yeah, you get one throw. Yeah, it's crazy. So this is an interesting practice. I want to ask you about this because you have experience in Fayette County schools. Yes, there has been a, a policy in Fayette County. Basically stating that if your child is over $10 past due on their lunch, that they will not receive their lunch in the line. They will instead receive a cheese sandwich and milk. Unless they're allergic to those products, then they'll receive a different kind of sandwich. Mm -hmm. This is meant to show um, a punishment. I don't know if it's meant to embarrass the kids, but that is what they're served until their payment is made up. And this past year, because of COVID, all kids got free lunches. Yep. And President Biden just announced that that is going to be a national policy. And Fayette County just announced that this yeah, upcoming year the new that that will be, update yeah. that that will be changed, and all kids will get free lunch for the for next year. Yes. However, the policy once that's up is still in place of receiving the cheese sandwich. Tyler, what are your thoughts on the cheese sandwich penalty? And do you think it's a just policy? This this is really hard. I, I I think the the obvious answer is to say, and probably the right answer is to say, well, you don't punish the kid, you don't embarrass the kid giving them a cheese sandwich. Mm -hmm. But you know, at some uh, what what do you do? Okay, because th this is only for you know, th this is only for parents and families who can afford to pay for their kids' lunch. Correct. So, There's but, a lot of kids that get free lunch. A lot of kids get free lunch. A lot of kids get reduced lunch. This is only for. <clears throat> Families who don't qualify for those, so they have the income to be able to pay for their kids' lunch, but for whatever reason, they forgot, or they're just trying to gain the system and just like we're mm -hmm. not going to pay for it. What are you going to do about it? So it's like, what what do you do? I mean, at at some point, the schools can't afford to you know just keep giving away free lunches without any money coming in. But I don't think the answer is embarrassing a kid i mean middle school is hard enough <laughs> high school is hard enough yeah without being the one kid sitting there with your two pieces of bread and a slice of cheese while everybody else has a, a nice hot lunch to eat yeah but i don't know i don't know what you do i don't know what the answer is i mean you can't just well demand the parents pay there's nothing you can well, the, do about it the, I, don't, I don't know what you do there's a couple things first of all i would rather have the cheese sandwich than some of the other stuff that i've seen <laughs> served in the lunch line so if i had gotten the cheese sandwich i would actually be thrilled i yeah. would actually prefer that fair um second thing is you know something you could do if you don't want to embarrass the parents go ahead and feed the kids a lunch you know how uh, sometimes if people don't pay their property taxes they post your name in the newspaper 
post the, the parent or legal guardian's name in the newspaper on a page that talks about kids past due lunches. And don't, put, don't, put, don't put the kid's name in there. Uh-huh. Don't put that evil on them. Put the parent's name in right under the list of people that haven't paid their property taxes and they're delinquent, and just keep running that. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. So you you would shame them into paying for their kids basically. Lunch. I mean, that's what the delinquent tax thing is, and you can put it under there. I mean, would you want to be on the list of parents not wanting to pay for their kids to have lunch? No. Yeah. Would you want? To, that's even worse than the delinquent tax thing. I say put the parent or legal guardian's name up there, and then at the same time, if people know those people, they may be able to offer to help. You know, find out if there's something wrong. Did somebody lose a job? Is, is there something that they can help out with? Say, hey, do you want me to catch you up? I, I saw this. Blah blah blah. I mean, it's awkward conversation, obviously, but I don't know. Put yeah. the parents' name out there. Don't shame the kid. I like it. Maybe make a Facebook page, Fayette yeah. County Facebook page where you post. Yeah, uh, it's like those magazines of uh, the mug shots. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the mug shot. You can pick those up at the gas station. Have you seen this? these parents? Yeah, exactly. These parents are wanting cheese sandwiches for I them. like it. I, I agree. What, whatever you got to do, you got you to find a way to punish the parents or make the parents pay. You can't make the kids suffer for... For this and, and also you know i taught in fayette county for many years and you know th- this was something that i knew of this policy and you know I, I just it just never really dawned on me that how embarrassing this could be for the kids and i'm sure a lot of people in fayette county were the same way that they just you know we're just thinking about this from a financial perspective and and didn't think about it from how it affected the kids so i hope that if this government policy does end but kudos to our government for extending this for another year I, I hope this this should be a universal I mean, if we can pay for prisoners in jail to have a free meal to have three meals a day why can't we not pay for the kids in schools to have three two meals a day that's a good point probably because if you gave all the inmates cheese sandwiches they would revolt and kill you <laughs> that's so, so there's probably there's probably something to that but anyway interesting debate yeah all right um brandon the wife and i had a nice little saturday Ooh. we went to the home depot good we we were going to go to bed bath and beyond but we we didn't have enough time of course that happens but you know who isn't going to the home depot who people in georgia a coalition of more than a thousand churches in the peach state have called for a boycott of home depot arguing that the company failed to live up to its responsibility as good corporate citizens by not pushing back on the state's new voting laws the boycotts hope to put economic pressure on businesses to be more vocal in opposing Republican efforts to enact new restrictions on voting. Brandon, do you think businesses have an obligation to stand up to these laws? And is a boycott an appropriate response for those that don't? No, I think it's bullying, to be honest with you. I absolutely hate it and think it's one of the dumbest things on the planet. I hate it. I mean, if people just people are just operating a business. They want to sell a shovel to somebody. They want to sell a lawnmower to someone. They want to sell a set of tools. They don't have to go out and try to save the wells or hug every tree or vote on every bill. They're just trying to make sure they make a profit so they can employ the people at their store who also depend on those jobs, which if you boycott them, is going to greatly impact them. Yep. So what do you, So you're hurting the employees. You're making it not a very friendly place for them to operate a business. So, I mean, if you're a business, are you going to want to go to Georgia where it seems like every place, <laughs> they're trying to run everybody out of town that isn't jumping on one side of the aisle or the other? Why can't you just not even go in the room where the aisles are, just stay the heck out of it, and sell your shovels and your lawnmowers? <laughs> Is that reasonable? Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's the old Michael Jor- famous Michael Jordan quote when you know he, he said, I never get into politics because Republicans buy sneakers too. Yeah. Um, you, you know, all it does is, is hurt the employees, like you said. And 
a boycott only affects people who who need those jobs. What what I don't get when when I see that a company or corporation comes out and makes some big statement about you know whatever hot topic issue of the day is, I mean, do, do you actually believe that these companies have these? opinions or are they just trying to make themselves look better tyler it's virtue signaling and this isn't just a corporation issue issue it's a personal issue that happens a lot on twitter people don't really care about these opinions they're trying to virtue signal and gain points in their system so they'd be like oh tyler gets plus one point because he said this plus two he said that oh i'm gonna do this because he said x it's some kind of weird points based system based on who's the most virtuous person out there on the planet but here, here's what i don't get Okay, fine. If you want to do about the most virtuous person, Home Depot is not a person. Home Depot is not a living thing. I mean, it is a, it is a company. It's a corporation. I mean, you you might as well. Okay, what's that tree's opinion on it? I mean, at least a tree is a living thing. I mean, Home Home okay. Depot does Home Depot does not have opinions. Well, here the other side of the argument. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Is they're gonna say that maybe Home Depot has a large voice? And they could come out and vocally say something to put pressure on the people that are voting on this. Okay? That's, I, the, that's the other side of the story. To me, it's bullying at the highest degree, and I absolutely can't stand it. It's a shakedown. It's basically a threat to say, yeah, you better do what we say, or we're going to screw up your business. That's bullying and threatening to me, and I, I don't like it at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't like I just think it's, <laughs> like, I don't care about, like I said, when these companies come out with these big proclamations and oh, we're we support this, we're we're behind this, like it's it's a company. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what Home Depot's stance is on this. I honestly, maybe that's bad of me, and maybe I should, but I don't I don't care. I, I if the CEO wants to come out and make his own personal statement like that's, but I don't think Home Depot needs to have a statement. And at this point, let, let's say Home Depot did come out and make a statement now. Does anybody believe that they would actually mean it? Would there be any meaning behind it whatsoever? No. Or we would just, oh, they're trying to save face now. Like, no. You don't even believe it when they do put these statements out. So what What does it even matter? It doesn't matter. It, it's really dumb, Tyler. But I tell you what's not dumb. Okay. And, and something that's going to expand everyone's thought patterns and just thinking in general. Joe Exotic from the Tiger King is oh. back in the news. Joe Exotic is serving a 22-year prison term for supposedly hiring two hitmen to kill, to kill Carol Baskin, who operates a tiger rescue operation. Joe Exotic, um, if you've watched the show Tiger King on Netflix, which I recommend, he raises tigers mm-hmm. and other wild animals in um, you know confinement there. They're in their cages and stuff. And Carol Baskin runs an organization to get those tigers supposedly out of those cages. Okay. Carol Baskin has offered to do some work to lower Joe Exotic's prison sentence or possibly get him out altogether by having him work with her to help get a bill passed to keep people from breeding large cats like tigers. Uh What do you think about this, Tyler? Do you think that Joe Exotic should take up the offer? And do you even know what I'm talking about because you haven't watched the show? (laughs) Uh, No, I'm one of the two people on the planet who have still yet to watch Tiger King. So let, 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 let me... Get try to get a little background here from you. I, I'm assuming Joe and Carol really do not like each other. Is that correct? Oh, I can't wait for you to watch the show. <laughs> uh, that would be correct. Huh? Okay. Well, Apparently, I- he was 
accused of hiring two people to kill her. So I would say they probably didn't get along. Okay, yeah, that's that's pretty s- severe. So so we're talking like, you know, th- this is like a Kanye Taylor Swift level of dislike for each other. <laughs> All right, yeah. Without the murder, but yeah. Okay. So 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 this would be like the Brown family OJ Simpson basically. Okay. Yeah, that's a little bit closer. Yeah. That's a little bit closer. <laughs> All right. So so for pretty t- 10 out of 10 would, yeah. would be the level here. Uh boy, that really that's that's tough, man. I mean, you you've got somebody that you despise, but has kind of thrown you a, a lifeline to maybe help with your prison sentence is kind of what's happening here. But he has to agree to work on a big cat rescue bill that says he can't do that anymore, and that he doesn't support what what he has believed in his whole life. Mm. He's basically putting away what he thinks is correct to lower his prison sentence and work with somebody that he is hating. Okay. For years, so he he basically would be selling out everything that he believes and stands for to try to get out of jail. Unless early. he's been healed, you know. Which <laughs> give me a break. But if you had to put aside all your morals and values to lower your prison term and work with your most hated enemy, would you do it? I think if I was in prison, I would do anything to get out of there, man. <laughs> I don't care who it was. I I would absolutely take him up on this because twenty two years is a long time. And yeah, I, I'm I'm not cut out for 22 years in prison. I I can imagine Joe, it's not been good for Joe Exotic as well. So yeah, I'd take her up on this. Yeah, well, it's interesting when asked about it on Entertainment Tonight, Joe Exotic when asked about this deal. Uh, by the way, Carol's husband's name is Howard. Uh, okay. Joe Exotic said, "Quote: It is time for Carol and Howard to put up or shut the hell up because I'm <laughs> accepting their offer." Oh, he is. Yeah, and okay. I'm going to take it one step further than that, okay? It is time to get on the phone to President Biden or whoever they need to that they've got in their little financial pocket and say, hey, Joe is willing to support a big cat bill. Wow, so, so now Biden, they're putting Biden in on this Yeah, they, they want Biden in. It's Joe, Joe Exotic and Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, the perfect, all right? I mean, that's perfect. Do you think Joe Biden even knows who Joe Exotic is? Do you think Joe Biden has watched Tiger King? Tyler, I don't even know if Joe Biden knows who Joe Biden is. Right now. I mean, if you want me to be frank with you, um, and it's great. So Joe Exotic, no, I don't. I don't okay. think he knows who that is. I don't at all. think so either. But I tell you what, it's if he hasn't watched the show, it's definitely worth watching. It's it's great TV. It came out just at the right time. The week that the shutdown started was the week that Tiger King premiered. It couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah, it was. Uh... Yeah, that that came out, and then the Jordan documentary came out shortly after that. So that was that was that was good timing on both of those. Yeah, it was shows. beautiful. All right, uh, if you are listening to the show right now, first of all, thank you. Uh, but number two, if you own a business or are interested in any kind of advertisement with our show, we are looking for advertisers. So instead of listening to me and Brandon talk right now. All of our listeners could be listening to to us talk about your company. Absolutely, Tyler. Our Facebook videos alone, which we could use, uh, you know, logos or anything in the advertising, have well in excess of a hundred thousand views, which is crazy. We have viewers on our website from not all, not only all over the country, but all over the world, Tyler, which is freaky as heck. Um, so we've got a big audience. If you are interested in advertising, please contact us. Email Brandon at LexBuds.com. Shoot us a message on Twitter or just go to our Facebook page. Uh, send us a private message. We can be reached that way. Absolutely. And you could <laughs> even sponsor 
our wheel of stupid topics. What a business opportunity. You talk about opportunity, you look at this, Tyler. This is what you look at. All wow. right. So look at that thing. You know, we started it's so out, colorful. It is colorful. There is green on here as well. We're using a green screen behind us, so two of these are going to appear to be blacked out. We've got 10 topics on the wheel, Tyler. You know how we do this. We're going to go through three topics, right? We're going to spin the wheel and see what happens, because that's what we do here. We started out the show on a really tough topic, but we're going to end on a positive note because we can't end on you know a down note. We got to bring everybody back up, and that's what this wheel's for. We've got ten interesting topics, and Tyler, I'll even let you do the first spin. Oh wow, you you are too kind, sir. This spin brought to you by Lexbuds because we have a sponsor yet. <laughs> so there you go. There. What do we got? All right, round and round. No she whammies. Goes. No whammies. What we got? You're gonna have to read that. I don't know. I know we wrote these like a week ago, and I hope we can we still figure out what they're because they look terrible. <laughs> okay, Brandon. Here's the question. Okay, so it's kind it of a would you rather. Oh, okay. Would you rather look weak and be strong or actually be strong but look weak? Ooh. So would you rather look weak but actually be strong? I would, I would, or look strong but actually be strong? I would rather weak? look weak but be strong. I think it just depends on your personality. For me, I really don't care what people think about me, so the fact that I look weak really would hold no bearing to me. I could care less. That doesn't mean anything. But as long as I know that personally I am strong, I'm happy with that. So you you don't need anybody else's approval. You you just... No, I don't care. Okay. No. I mean, what's it matter? The only thing... I mean, it's not like I'm going to go weightlifting or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just not going to happen. I mean, and you could be like, remember that viral video a, f- a few weeks ago where that dude just beat up the college football player? Yeah, exactly. When he was really an MMA fighter, but looked like a little chump. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I so mean, I would that, rather that be could, that. That could be you. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd, be, I'd look great on a YouTube video. What about you, Tyler? I mean, what do you, what um, you think? I, I think as someone who has grown up their entire life with, with scrawny arms and weighed 160 pounds soaking wet mm-hmm. as a senior in high school, I, I think it would be kind of nice for once in my life to just look intimidating and, and have the appearance of, of muscles. Have the appearance of, of, of some sort. So, so, you're, so you're vain. I mean, you're worried I, about your look. No, I'm not. You don't I, care about what's inside. I you just, look. You judge a book by its cover. I'm writing this down. <laughs> you you are putting words into my mouth that is not accurate. I I, I just think it would you know it just, just maybe kind of see how. how I mean, I know how life has turned out for me looking scrawny. Maybe, you know, having that little, just little look of, of intimidation that might, might get me a little farther. So, you're all, in, in so my, you want to be all bark but no bite. But see, here's the thing. I, I, I would know where the line is, and I would never cross the line to where I actually had to fight someone. I mean, I've never, no. I've never even, I've never been in a fight. Yeah, so, why would you? I mean, I, I feel like I would never have to actually need <laughs> to prove to someone so I think as long as I look the part, fair enough. Nobody would ever know. Yeah, it's a good point. I like it, Tyler. I like where this one was headed. Okay, let's spin it again. All right, go for it. Two totally different answers. See, it didn't even. All right, what's that one say? Okay, an- another would you rather here? Okay. Okay. What do we got? Would you rather, for the rest of your life, for for as long as you live, have all green lights at every stoplight? Ooh. Every light you ever come to is green. For okay. the re- for the re- never have to sit a red light ever again. Okay. Or would you rather have to never wait in a line again? Oh. So so both of these get to kind of a core issue of being impatient. Mm. 
So it's, it's kind of which one makes you more frustrated and really test your patience more. Is it the red lights or is it the waiting in line? You know, t- you know Tom Petty said the waiting is the hardest part, Tyler. Right? That's true. Wise man. Yeah, he's a very wise man. I'm going to go with the line. right? I don't really care about traffic because in traffic, I've got my music. I listen to a podcast. I'll listen to Lex Buds. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, I'll listen to something in the car. I'm air-conditioned to my own temperature control, whatever I want. I may have a heated seat. I may have a heated steering wheel and a bit really comfortable bucket seat of some sort. So I'll take that every day. However, when you go stand in a line at a, whether it's a theme park, I'm thinking Disney World. Yeah. It would be great to have a fast pass where you just went to the front of the line every time. If you're really hungry and you see, you know, you go into McDonald's and the line's out the door, no, I'm going to go right up to the front and get my uh, McFlurry and get out of here. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, if you just, you know, we think of lines being, you know, when you're, you know, just you. But, I mean, that was, I would think this would apply to drive through lines as well, right? You could, it, sk- you could skip to the front of those. Oh, too. yeah, that's absolutely how it would work to me. So I'm taking the lines. What about you? Here, here's how I'm approaching it. Cause both really frustrate me. And I, the Lexington traffic, you know, on Nicholasville Road at rush hour is just a miserable experience. Right. I hate waiting in lines, and, and now that we have kids, we are experiencing lines more at the theme parks, at, at Disney and Universal. So either either of these would be really nice. But I'm thinking, okay, which one of these do I spend more time in? And I think the answer is I spend more time in traffic, uh, just on a day-to-day basis. Hmm. Because it's it's not that often that I'm standing in a long line. You know, I've got one week out of the year at Disney. Okay, that one week would be great. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that I can for 52 weeks a year, every single day, this is going to impact. I mean, because we drive every day. Yeah. So the fact that I would never have to wait at a red light again, and that would benefit me every single day, I think... I think over time, throughout the course of a lifetime, is going to save me much more time than the not having to stand in line again. Interesting. Okay. Well, I I get both sides of it. See, we are we have not been on the same page so far. We're two for two, two totally opposite opinions. Yeah, that's how we do things. I, I think uh, I think I'm two and zero, and you're zero and two. So okay. Far. Well, you can stick it. All right. You, you can spend the last one, Tyler. I mean, this is it. This is uh, three is the magic number. That's why we're only doing three. Yep, it's it's like a volleyball. First to three wins. There you go. I was thinking uh, Schoolhouse Rock, but that's all right. No, th- yeah, three, three is, is the magic, magic number. number. Okay, okay, so on the, first of all, let me say this. On the green screen, that's going to appear black, but we can see a green box. What's this one say, Tyler? Okay. And you go first on this one since I went first. All right, I got you. All right, so this question is, is it okay to beat your kids? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? The, what? I can't wait to hear your side of the debate here. Let 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 me finish. Is it okay to beat your kids, or should you let them win? So we're talking about when you're playing a game. And I'm not talking about oh. physically abusing your children. It's like, oh, I hope we're not on the opposite <laughs> ends on this one. That's gonna be really weird. Yeah, that might have been the end of Lex. <laughs> it would be. Child services will be coming to my house. So, so you're talking about if I'm in the driveway playing with my kids and there's a hoop hanging up. Uh, am I going to let them win to make them feel better, or am I actually going to try to win? Yes. So that, that's essentially what we're talking about. Do, do you let your kids kind of have the gain the self confidence, let, letting them win, or do you need to, you know, make make them work okay. harder, make them realize that they they can't just win? All right. So to me, there's no right or wrong answer on this because I think it depends on their age, first of all. When they're really little, obviously there's no way you're competing with them, right? Right. I mean, that's just silly. you got to build their confidence up. But as you see their skills progress in certain mm-hmm. things or certain games, you push back 
just enough. You may let them win occasionally, but not all the time. And you don't try to demoralize them. Yeah. I think you just go as their skill sets develop, you increase your aggressiveness. Does that make sense? That's that's fair. So so do you do you currently let your kids win at things? No. <laughs> okay, so, so I, I was saying, so a, it's kind of do, do as I say, not as I do, right? In a perfect world, why why don't you let your kid just out of curiosity? Why don't well, you? I'll give you an example. Win? My ten year old, my ten year old's getting to the point to where he could legitimately beat me at a board game. Mm-hmm. We're playing Battleship. He could legitimately win. Okay, so I go in tr- trying to win, so that he learn. He's gotten to the point where the strategy. Is starting to develop in his head, and he's getting better. Yeah. So I think by, you know, I, he's beaten me before. Let me just say, I don't win every time. I'm just saying I actually try to win now. I don't try to just go into it and say, oh, good job, buddy. We're legitimately going at it, playing yeah. Battleship. But when, but when he was maybe five years old, did you just let him win things yeah. then? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It just depends. Okay. Let's see, that's exactly what I said. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. so you did, yeah. All right. But currently, no, I don't. I, I, I mean, I think this is harder as a dude because we are we are so competitive as a gender um and i mean not that women aren't competitive i mean you can send your angry emails yes i I apologize (laughs) (laughs) lord i apologize (laughs) um but i i think there's a more there's more aggressive behavior i think just in general whether it's a game or anything else men are more aggressive would that be fair to say yeah um and i don't like to lose I'll be honest. I, I don't like losing at anything. If I'm playing, if we're having board game night, if we're playing basketball, what whatever it is, if it's my office bracket pool for the NCAA tournament, I get very upset anytime I don't win. It bothers me. But with your kids, it's so much different because, I mean, you, you want them to have confidence and build their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. But there's still that part of me that just it's can't give hard it up, can you say? You can't suck do it, it up. Uh. I, I, I'm going to actually agree with you on this one and that okay. and say that it depends on the age. I think when they're little, yeah, okay, if the kid wins a game of shoots and ladders, what does it, I mean, is that really <laughs> going to hurt my self-esteem? Like, I mean, It I, sounds like it would hurt yours, though, Tyler, <laughs> to be fair. It sounds like you would go be to, be, go to bed and be like, good job, honey. God, I can't believe I lost him. What did yeah. I do wrong? i got to figure out I'm how up roll. all night researching shoots and strategies. <laughs> how do, how do I spin strategy. the wheel better to get the better thing? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I think there also is a point where you kind of have, sometimes you, you have to bring your kids down a notch, too. Now I, I'm I'm not to that level with my kids, but I, you you may be, and if you're not, when when your kids you, you got two boys, yeah, when when they're teenagers, they they're they're going to think they're the king of the castle, right? They're going to think they own the they're they're going to think oh dad's a, you know he's a he, he could never play basketball he he can't run like he can't do anything yeah I, I feel like sometimes you got to just put a good smackdown on your kids at something just to bring them down. Kind of like a, a little Woody Harrelson and White Man Can't Jump. They look at him like, that guy can't play. Let's take all his money. <laughs> and he comes in and just takes everything they got. Exactly. Like, that guy couldn't play. He was a loser. What does he know? So you're going to put a, pull a Woody Harrelson on Yeah, I, th- nice. I think that's a great comparison. Yep. Nice, I like it. Well, that, that was very interesting, Tyler. So we agreed for the first two. We agreed on the last one. I always enjoy the Wheel of Stupid topics because they are exactly what we say. They are completely stupid. Uh, but yes. you know what wasn't stupid, Tyler, was this show. We've covered the Terrence Clark uh, tragedy. 
Kentucky Volleyball, Hal Rogers, not really into metal detectors, Cheese Sandwiches, and Joe Exotic. I mean, come on. What what else do you want in this show? You tell me. This is, this was a good show. Um, Did you learn anything? Did you I, do you feel more informed about a particular topic I, before we started? I I learned that you really like cheese sandwiches and would rather have a cheese sandwich than, than yeah. the cafeteria lunch. Mm-hmm. Tyler, yeah. I learned that you um, are very competitive and that I will never play board games with you. Again. <laughs> You better let me win. I know. I will let you win. I'm actually petrified of you right now. Um, I'm going to say that you won that last segment just so you feel better because I let my kids win. Oh, that's that's great. I can sleep better tonight. <laughs> yeah, you could sleep better. Uh, but I had fun on the show, Tyler. It was a good one. Um, go to the App Store or the uh, where you can uh, find the podcast here, whether you're on Apple or Google or whatever you're on. Leave us a review as well, five-star review that helps us appear more in the list of podcasts whenever you search for us. Search us at LexBuds on Twitter. Just type the word LexBuds into your internet machine, and we are it. We are a one-man wrecking crew at LexBuds. We are LexBuds. Nobody else is doing it, so you'll find us one way. That's right. We're, we are a small, independent podcast. Brandon does all the editing himself. I mean, we, we don't have someone who does all this for us. So, you know, big kudos to you, sir, for always making the show sound good and post-production and getting the video out on YouTube. That's how we roll. You, you, you do a fantastic job. That's how we roll around here, Todd. People think we have a big production. Little do they know. I know, yeah, I know we seem like we, we, you know, have this massive crew of people. I mean, this will says it all. I mean, we're obviously huge. I mean, this, I mean... We have a huge production here. No, yeah, we're no. not. It's just me and you. We we are staring at a camera that, that there is nobody behind right now. It is just me and you in here. So uh, yeah, if if you would please leave us a review and please hit that subscribe button on YouTube or whatever podcast feed it mm-hmm. is you're listening to us, it would help us out greatly, and we would really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Tyler. Until next week, uh, it, we always have no shortage of we have no shortage of stories on the show. That would Never. be a nice way to put it. Just when I think what could be on next week's show, there'll be some stuff. There will. And if there's not, we'll just spin the wheel for an hour. I love it. Or get out our Speak Your Peace <laughs> newspaper segment. So we'll figure it out. But anyway, we had fun, and we will see you on the next episode. Stay, Stay classy, classy, Kentucky. Kentucky.